And then after this, we can roll into the second one. Rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. <laughs> okay, right. got that out system? Yep. Okay, great. Let's do it. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome back to Corrupted Wisdom. I'm Christy. I'm Genesis. Um, and today we're gonna come to you with an interesting topic. But before we get started, I want to wish you a very happy Black History Month. Black people! Hey! We out here. We out here. <laughs> um, what else is in February? Um, that's Black people, right? Black people. Oh, Valentine's Day. That too. You know, we thought we'd be festive, so here you go. Um, okay, so before we start, what are we drinking? Ooh, what are we drinking today? Okay, so first, in honor of Black people... We have like the best black people, one of the best, or some of the best black people ever. We have Barack Obama over here, and then we have Michelle Obama over mm -hmm. here. And what is in these respective cups is, so remember how I was like, I'm not going to drink chocolate wine. You didn't. Um, I lied. Because uh, so, here we are. Because here we are drinking <laughs> chocolate wine. So we have some chocolate wine that was gifted to me, and then I mix it with espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, the espresso, the espresso is Cuban. I think it's called pilon. Really good espresso. Mm -hmm. And I don't like coffee, uh, but this, she did a thing here. She did something. Mm -hmm. Only one shot of espresso. Really good. Really, really good. Mm -hmm. See, so whenever people give you these random things, these random gifts. Play around with it. See what happens. It might be good. Make it, it work. might not be good. <laughs> We'll see. Right. Um, so what else? Oh, like, subscribe on the channel, on the podcast, on all of that, you know, comment. What else? Oh, we've been getting some emails with um, Dear Judy with the Big Booty. So we're probably going to make a separate little um, episode with that. Um, so if you still have questions and comments and suggestions for us, keep emailing us at corruptedwisdom2 at gmail.com. Hit us with the Dear Judy with the Big Booty. We out here. We're ready. We're waiting. Hey. <laughs> also, we're on the Instagram, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, engage with us on that. Support, promote, you know, just we let us here. know. <laughs> how we're doing and what you think and also any suggestions that you have we're always welcome right to hear them that don't mean we're gonna do it but you know <laughs> we here we here uh so today's episode is the second installment of the year of nah yes so in the first uh, episode of our series, Year of Nah, we talked about, I guess, the importance of saying no and how to say no. Mm -hmm. A little bit, we touched a little bit on why you should say no. Uh, so now we're going to talk about saying no in regards to relationships. Good. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> relationships. Relationships. <laughs> I feel like I needed a dance. Yeah, you know? definitely, right? <laughs> so, uh, you definitely should say no. Let me actually back it up. 
I don't want to talk about this. As a person <laughs> who's been married for five years, y'all niggas need to say no. And when I say niggas, I mean everybody. I mean male and female. Mm-hmm. That is just not exclusive to male. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the relationship, I feel like it's important to say no. Your partner needs to hear no. And this is coming from a person who themselves does not like being told no. <laughs> And I'm the person that doesn't like to say no, which is why I don't particularly, I'm not enthused about this because now I have to learn how to say no in a relationship and I don't really know how. Nah, you definitely got to say no. Um, I think it's important. I think it's in health. I think it's healthy. And I also think it's not like you say no to everything, but within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things, um, so let's back it up. I think it's very important to set that precedent of saying no in the beginning of the relationship. Because I think everybody, it's the understanding that when you are in the beginning of a relationship, you're not really dating that person. You're dating their representative. And mm. I think, personally, I feel like dating somebody's representative is kind of trash. I think okay, you should start from the gate and show them who you really are. And the reason I feel like... Um, you definitely should say no in the end. It also has to do with expectations because in the beginning we're more accommodating and we're more willing to do certain things. But then as a relationship progresses and people get more comfortable, they start saying no. Yeah. And then that creates tension in a relationship because something that you did six months ago, now you're like, well, I'm in full stride. I am me. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. And then your partner's out here like, but what do you mean? You've right. been doing this. This whole time. Now you're a liar. You're a liar now. now you're a liar. Which technically you kind of are because Mm -hmm. you misrepresented yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's just say no to that. Right. Let's not misrepresent ourselves and let's represent ourselves for who we really are. And I think that's why it's so important like when you're going into a relationship to know who you are. And like a lot of times like you'll hear like even in these like self-help relationship books, they always say like, you know, find out who you are as an individual first. Like what do you like? How do you take care of yourself? What things can't you stand? And that type of stuff. So that when you're starting a relationship, you know from the gate, like, I don't like that. We're not going to do that. Exactly. And I, yeah, like you hit the nail on the head. That is so important. I, you really need to um, have a good sense of self. Uh, of who you are alone before you can really get a good sense of who you are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm totally with um, the idea that you need to date yourself or you really just need to know who you are, the good and the bad. Yeah. You know, and I think it's good. So at least for myself, the way I pose it is like, I know who I am. I know what's good about me. I know what's bad about me. I know what's good about me and I want to change. I know what's bad about me and I want to change. I know what's bad about me and I don't want to change it. Um, and so for the most part, I feel like I have a good grasp of what my strengths are and what my faults are and what I'm just refusing to change because I, you know, change is hard. Yeah. Um, and I could say like in my last relationship and it was like a a long relationship, um, I feel like I didn't really know who I was. And I think it also has to do with the fact that, um, we dated really young and it's like at that time it's like. I knew who I was, but I also um, feel like I grew and changed. And there's certain things that didn't grow and change with me. And in that relationship, I think, and now that it's like, 
it's shifted and it's and it's ended and you know things are different I feel like it gave me an opportunity to kind of like assess who I am what I like now um who I am as a person and like what I expect in a relationship too so like going forward I think it'll it's going to be easier for me to say no in relationships just because I went through a time mm-hmm. where it's like I was always saying yes and then as I grew like you said the no seemed outlandish it was like where did this come from when it was like before like everything was fine um yeah so like even like in just growing as a person like I think the saying no hopefully gets easier I don't know um I don't know if it gets I don't know if it necessarily gets easier. I think with certain difficult things, it's it's not always easy to say no. I think you just get more comfortable with saying no, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make the no easier. I think for most people, for me, I'm just like, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> like, no, I'm no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so like, I can't always, I don't always frame it or, or look at it in my perspective because I, I'm a little different and it's just like, I, I'm stubborn in the sense that if I'm not, I'm not doing it, like Mm -hmm. come hell or high water, I'm not like, I'm the type of person I will cut off my nose to spite my face and I don't care because (laughs) the principle it's the principle. So, oh my gosh. Sometimes saying no is not that difficult for me because I like I base a lot of things on principle. And mm-hmm. so I feel like if the if I'm if I'm doing it on a matter of principle, then it's not difficult. If I'm making a decision based on emotion, um it's a little bit more difficult for me to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh so but I really try not to make decisions when I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. I feel like a logical brain is a better brain. So I feel like I'm different in the sense that some people are very emotional in relationships. And I try not to be emotional in relationships. Okay. Not to, not to let that emotion dictate my judgment so much. Okay. And I'm like the opposite. Like I'm super emotional and I think like... I go by what my first emotion is. Mm-hmm. So if that if it's like, oh, I'm happy, I'm in love, like it's like, okay, like you're in love. This is what you do for someone that you love. And that's like how I based my decisions on rather than like, how is it gonna affect me? Or does do I like this? This is something that I'm okay with. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of um yeah, a lot of emotions that go into my decisions when I'm in a relationship. See, I, I can't. Like, to me, I'm exact. Like, okay, if I'm in love, I like this, okay. But if I do this, how will this affect me? Or how will this behavior pan out? So I'm always, like, I'm very, it's not to say I'm not emotional, but I usually, I'm also, I'm always in my head. Mm-hmm. So I analyze behaviors and, you know, um, I just try to figure it out. Because sometimes when you're emotional, it leads you to do rash decisions. Girl. And then you, you overreact. <laughs> I mean, not to say if you're not emotional, or you, you underreact, or you underreact. Mm-hmm. True. So um, yeah, but I guess it depends on the type of person you are. Yeah, like you are. Not to say I am an emotional person. I'm just not outwardly emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it all inside. <laughs> I feel like I do that sometimes too, though. Like I'm, I think I'm hard to read, but I'm emotional. If that makes sense, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know if it's like the way I was raised or like the environment that I was brought Mm -hmm. up in. It's like, 
your emotions are never really here. Mm-hmm. It's in what you do mm-hmm. and like how you show it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the way I am. Like, even if it's like, I'm not like on top of you or I'm not like, oh, like I love you, whatever. Like I'll do something to let you know, like, okay, like I care about you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's where the emotional decisions come in. It's like, oh, I made this decision to buy you this huge thing to show you that I love you. And then it's like, in the end, was that the way that I needed to show mm-hmm. love type of thing? So, yeah, I don't know. No, that makes sense. I, To me, like I used to be, I'm not to say that I'm not like that, but I'm also um, about uh, like reciprocal or maybe me buying you this big thing is not necessarily how you interpret being loved. Mm-hmm. So then if I like... I will do something out of emotion, but if I feel like my emotion is being interpreted, mm-hmm. misinterpreted, I'm not doing it. Right, right. And like we were talking about this um, earlier, like you and I, about like love language mm-hmm. and like how people like accept love and receive love. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it a lot until after like the end of my last relationship because mm-hmm. I didn't, I feel like to me, I didn't realize that people loved in so many mm-hmm. different ways. Like I thought it was just like, okay, like, you know, you feel it, you see it. Like, that's it. But it's like people receive love in so many different ways that it's like you have to figure out how you give love. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm just super emotional about everything, though. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Being emotional is fine. If you're emotional, be emotional. Right? Like, right. Um, we're not saying not to be who you are. Mm-hmm. We're just saying you need to be aware of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 100%. also to tie it back into relationships. Uh, being aware of who you are will help you to determine when it's right for you to say no. Because if you are an emotional person, mm-hmm. you know maybe there are some things that you should say no to because based on how you interpret things or how you feel about things, it might not be good for you. Um, so the reason that we're having this discussion, right? So we have, I guess I have a little story to tell. So... All right, come on, kitties, get by the fire. Gather around. Gather around. Get your hot cocoa. Get your hot cocoa. <laughs> it's story time. Okay. Damn, I spilled some. Well, at least it was on my pants. An adult, couch. right? A whole adult. Look at you. I'm an adult. Whatever. <laughs> Sometimes. I make mistakes. <laughs> I own them. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, right. A story. So I I guess we were having a debate. So I have a friend. We used to work at the same place together. And he explained to me how he went on a date with a young lady. And he paid for the bill. But he would have appreciated if she had offered to pay for the bill. Even if she wasn't going to pay for the bill it would have been a nice gesture to pay for the bill, right? And I was like, nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> and, um, uh, and so basically, so my reasoning for that, so his reasoning is that, you know, it was a nice gesture. It would have been nice. He still would have paid, but it would have been nice to know that she wanted to pay or would have paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess it would have been an indication of, you know, like how she is. And my point of view was that, um, I would never do that because here's the thing. Like, so I said, like, 
On a first date, no, I would not pay. If we've been dating for a while, no problem. I'll offer to pick up the check, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'll offer to go half. I'll offer to pay for it all. I'm saying I have no problem. Um, I would never do that in the beginning because I'm not going to give you the impression that from the beginning I'm that, out mm. here splitting bills because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Setting expectations here. You earn my money. And mm-hmm. I don't, some of you men will be like, rah, rah, rah. I don't care. You <laughs> earn my money. Okay. <laughs> if you want me to take you out, like, especially because, so one of the things I asked him was like, who asked who out? And he mm-hmm. said he invited her. So then you pay. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Like who asked who out? If you invited me somewhere, mm-hmm. you should pay. Exactly. Like, and like you said, unless we've been dating for some time, like don't think that I'm going to pay for anything. I don't know. Like, and then so, like, even, like, relating it back to, like, the original, like, what we were talking about, too, is, like, in the beginning of my long-term relationship, right? And I think it's also because we started off as friends. I was okay with, like, splitting things, like, picking up bills and things like that. But as, like, time went on and, like, the relationship went on and, like, I got older and I felt a certain type of way, I'm like, well, why are you not paying for this whole dinner? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're supposed to be going out and this is supposed to be a date, like, I feel like now you're supposed to be paying. But it's like me, I set the expectation that that's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, can I blame him? You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's gray area because it's like on one hand, you want him to be the man right Mm -hmm. and it's just like Mm -hmm. swoo you take you out pay for things Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand so you want him to know that like instinctively but then on the other hand you don't let him know that and then also you have accustomed him to you paying for things or at least going half on things right so of course why would he be like i don't why would he be like um yeah i'm gonna gonna pay pay for for it." it right and then when you're like, nah, you pay for it, he's going to be like, what? <laughs> where that came from? Where that, are you mad at me? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is exactly why I say you should say no in the beginning. And so I was explaining to him, I'm not going to start a behavior in the beginning of the relationship because then you're going to expect that from me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to set myself up to do something that I know I'm not going to be able to like withhold or keep going. Like, Mm -hmm. nah, I'm not paying for the first date or offering to pay for the first date because then that's going to give you the impression that I'm going to do this often. And no, I'm not. Like, you might get it once every six months, like, be honest. But other than that, I'm not out here paying for things. Right. And then, so I had, so similar stories, like I had a friend be like, okay, well, like, as a woman, like, you know that this is what guys are looking for. So when you're on the date, just pretend to reach for it. And I said, so then what happens when he allows me to take it? Thank you. When I go out on the date with this man and I get the man, and that's like, sure. Sure. Go ahead. And you look at the bill. Like- <laughs> you look at the bill. I didn't pick this place. I didn't know these things were this this price. If I, pay- if I was paying, I, I would have ordered something different. <laughs> The uh, bill wouldn't have got like this. The bill wouldn't have got. I would have had one drink. <laughs> so now you have the bill in your hand, and it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. no, J.K. You can't give yeah, it back. You can't give it back. <laughs> you just have joking. it now. I right. I mean, truthfully, you could see what type. You could be like, I was just joking. Here you go. I just right. wanted to see what you would do. <laughs> I think he would be so mad. Like, what? I mean, it might go well. It might not. It might not. It might not. So yeah. So. Um, you might could try that. Um, it might not work. I would just, uh, be true to thyself. Mm. 
and not offer to do anything that you know cannot be withstanding. Unless you know that you're the type of person that just... Because there are those type of people that it doesn't matter how long you've been with somebody, I will pay for this or I don't have any problem with that. Right, right. But I always caution against... um, Doing something that's not really true to yourself. And I guess this goes back to our point about being self-aware, you Mm -hmm. know. And what I noticed, too, is that um, I know I've seen and I know a lot of people that based on who they're with, they change. Who they are. Yes. So it's like. We all have this friend. Right. If (laughs) if you're with this person, Mm -hmm. like. For example, you could be like the craziest piehead, no, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, oh, I drink, I do this, right? Not even I party, right? Mm -hmm. Not even let's not say piehead, right? Let's not even say that. Let's say you used to drink, right? Mm -hmm. Me and you used to drink, like we used to be out here, like hey, drinking, right? Now all of a sudden you with person X, and now you don't drink, right? Oh, because Jim don't drink. Now we don't drink. Now we don't drink. Now we're not going out. You're a yeah. different. You're a different friend now. You're a different. Yeah, you're a different person. Not mm-hmm. even a friend. You're a different person, mm. right? But then once you and Jim break up, now you drink again, right? Or when you and Jim were together, let's say he was a black Israelite, and you were like, "I want to be a black Israelite too." Mm-hmm. Now you and Jim broke up. Now you're not. Now you don't want to do that. Right. So I, to me. I'm very leery of those type of people because mm-hmm. that's just obvious things where like you don't know who you are. Right. Which is why. Have you ever seen Runaway Bride? Yes. Yes. The eggs. The right? eggs. And she couldn't pick which she eggs was her pick favorite. Which eggs were her was her favorite. <laughs> right. So this is like this is it. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know who you are, you can never find what type of eggs are your eggs mm. because you're always going to be, you're always going to say, well, I like the eggs that he likes. Mm-hmm. No, find the type of eggs that you like. Right, right, And right. so this is extremely important. Like, you know, first of all, for yourself, don't set up expectations for yourself that you can't, that, that you can't like carry or sustain long term mm-hmm. for your partner. Because it's like you're presenting yourself as a person who's so accommodating. Eventually, if y'all are together for long enough, that, you know, that complimentary attitude or that complimentary behavior, at one point you're going to have friction because that's just the nature of relationships. Yeah. And once you have that first side of friction and your real self starts to come out, then what? Right. Your relationship cannot sustain itself because it's based on a lie. Mm. So that's why I say like even the smallest thing about picking up a check, if it's not in your nature to pick up the check or to want to go Dutch, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. It's easy when you're in a long-term relationship to kind of just fall into a groove Mm -hmm. and now you feel like you're both this one type of person, but it's like to maintain that individuality, you got to say no. You got to keep your own preferences, your Mm -hmm. own, like I said, individuality just to keep who you are so that you guys don't actually mesh because I feel like in a relationship, you don't have to become necessarily one mm-hmm. be two people who function as a unit. Mm-hmm. Don't be one person. Cause then your individuality is gone. Like your friendships are different. Your yeah. family relationships are different. Everything is different because now you're essentially a different person. Exactly. And this is why you always have those issues with friends who are like, once their friend gets with a boyfriend 
or not even, I don't even want to say with a boyfriend, or let's say their friend gets with a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Once they find somebody, then like you create that friction because then your friends are like, well, who is this person, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're so enveloped and so enwrapped in this person, you forget about your friends that if that doesn't work out, then when you want to come back to your friends, your friends are looking at you like, who are you? Yes. Where have you been? Mm -hmm. You know, and those are, um, you know, that's another thing. Like I, I don't feel like you should... It's nice to want to spend time with someone, to spend time with someone and to do things with them. But I don't feel like I personally for myself, I don't ever want to be in a relationship where I feel like I'm enmeshed or I feel like I spend all my time with that person Mm -hmm. and I don't have um, other things to bring me happiness or other things that bring me joy. Because again, when that person pisses me off, where am I going to go? Yeah. Because I've literally cut off all these other outlets you know, for me to find contentment mm-hmm. or to or to find joy or to find satisfaction. So I think um, that's important. You don't want to become so enmeshed with a person. And even in my marriage, like there are things that we do together and there are things that I do myself. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that one time we went out and I was like, oh, I'm going to this. And Rich was like, oh, I, I thought I was invited. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was fine with it. Right, he's know? like, oh, okay. <laughs> because he goes out with his friends, mm-hmm. you know? And right. so I think you need to keep your individuality. Like, yes, you are a couple together, but you're two individuals that make up that couple. Mm-hmm. A couple is two, not one. It's two parts. Mm-hmm. So make sure you keep up your part. For example, like in my last relationship with my ex, like he really liked um, animes and like, you know, the whole like going to like Comic-Con and like, well, he didn't go, but like he always like had the idea he wanted to go and like he was really invested in that type of, um, those type of shows and movies. But like for me, like that's just not my cup of tea. Like in all actuality, like I'm actually afraid of those things. Like that's why Halloween is not like, (laughs) Halloween's like not my jam because like I have mad pictures of me when I was younger. Like I met Barney, disaster. Like I don't like, (laughs) costumes are like shaky for me. So it's like, Okay, you like anime. That's great. I support you. You can tell me about it. We can talk about it. Like sometimes if it's on, I'll sit down and, you know, it's on and I'm like there and, you know, we're enjoying each other's company and that's fine. But like we have the understanding that we're two separate people. You like this and I don't and that's fine. And you can take your individual time and do that and Mm -hmm. I'll just do something else while you keep that part of you and, you know, enjoy that side. So... The, the like keeping maintaining your individual person mm-hmm. essentially in even in your likes and dislikes. Yeah, I think that's similar with Rich and I because Rich likes scary movies. I don't. I don't <laughs> throw them away. Throw them all away. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> so he'll be like, "Oh, I want to go see that movie," and it's like I remember one time I did go see a movie. I forget what it was, but. I should first of all, I shouldn't have gone to see it because it was like based on a true story. So oh, already my, my brain is just like <laughs> right working, working, right. Working. This could happen. This could happen, right? <laughs> so I'm literally sitting there at the movie theaters, and I'm the person like I got my coat over my head or I'm closing my eyes because I'm like I don't want to see right. it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. So after that, I was just like, nah, I don't want it because then I'm going to come home. The, all the lights got to be on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear sounds yep. like it's a ghost. It's something. Yep. So I'd rather just stay away from it. So he already knows. Uh, I mean, he knows. He'll still ask me, oh, you want to go see this? No. 
I don't, I don't want to. You can go see that with your brother. I don't. Right. <laughs> Keep that I'm over good there. over here. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's important because imagine if me trying to be accommodating, I'm like, yeah, let's go see it. And then right. I'm over here having vivid nightmares. Right. Upset. Every night, terror. <laughs> upset, upset at myself, upset at him. Mm-hmm. Just save yourself the drama and, and the trauma and exactly. just say no. Like, right. It's not for me. It's, it's not. not me. And then if you have like, if you have an understanding partner, or I feel like if you have a partner who has any type of like common sense, mm. they'll understand, okay, well, this is not your thing. Right. And I feel like it also gives your partner, it allows them to then be more comfortable to be their true selves and know that, okay, well, they told me no in this instance, because this is not what they really want to do. So then when something rolls around that they want to do, mm-hmm. you know... I can say no. Like, because there are plenty of rom-coms where I'm like, oh, I want to go see that. Yeah. And Rich is like, no. Right. Mm-mm. That would be. It's like, I'm not going to go see that. Right. And I'm just like, well, I, I guess we're not going to go see it together. Right. You don't want to go see it. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you say no to your partner, I also feel, I think it's important how you say no. Just mm-hmm. don't be like, no, like... Your delivery in saying no is important, Mm -hmm. but if you uh, say no to your partner, then you create a safe space where they also feel that they can say no to you and they're not going to feel judgment or it's not going to be an issue. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because um, I've seen a lot of people where you tell them no and, bruh, the whole shit just burns. Yo, the reaction? It's like, it's like a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) Tantrums everywhere. Tant- I only say this because um, my son is a is a terror. Well, actually, he's not a terror. He's a he's brute. Not a terror. <laughs> he's a brute. <laughs> what do you mean by brute? He just bulldozes everything. Mm, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> Logan is a brute. Mine. <laughs> you see that? He, he be like mine. <laughs> it's actually not yours. Right. <laughs> We're gonna have another episode about saying no to your kid. <laughs> Because some of y'all that have kids out there, y'all need to be saying no. They need to hear it. They need to hear it <laughs> and know what it means. Right. And know that it applies to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So um, anyway, back to the original point. <laughs> say no. Um, you want to say no because number one, be true to yourself. Yes. Number two, don't give a false impression to your partner um you also want to say no to preserve your own individuality yes especially in a relationship 100 percent. and saying no also i feel like will create a pathway for like a comfort zone or a safe space in your relationship where you know you feel you can say no and your partner can say no too because it's not just like i say no mm-hmm. like it, it's not a one-way street it's right. a two-way street right because also you have to realize you know, if you are allowing yourself to say no, then you also have to be prepared for you to get said no to. And that's very important because a lot of people out here like to dish it out but not take Can't it. Can't take it. And I say this as someone, not to say that like I don't have a horrible problem saying no. <laughs> My thing is like, if you beat around the bush and say no, that that is where I have the issue. Because it's like, are you so are you saying no? Are you not saying no? Mm-hmm. Like it's not clear. But if you're just like, no, I'm gonna be mad. Right. But I'm gonna know that me being mad is my personal problem. Right. <laughs> sounds like a you problem. It sounds it sounds like a me <laughs> problem. And I have to get 
over it. Right. Versus if like you're not clear cut, then it's like, or if, if you like wishy washy, then it's like, so you said you were gonna do this, but you're not gonna do this, and that's just gonna piss me off. Mm-hmm. And then the accountability is gonna fall on you because you weren't clear. Right. So say no. That's it. Say no. Um, if you guys have any advice or have any questions or want to further delve into this topic about saying no, uh, please email us or uh, have a comment in the comment section or in the comment section of the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you agree with us. Let us know if you have any examples of where you struggled to say no in a relationship or whether you or when you felt like saying no was beneficial and you saw the benefit of saying no. Right, right. Um, also, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. We are having content every week. Every Monday, we're coming to you with new topics, new visuals, and we just hear acting silly. So yep. join us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.